Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Ormo campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. This is an unprecedented season, a really unique season. I've never pastored through a pandemic before, but I would suggest most of us haven't lived through it. They are unique days that we live in. And so I have changed my message up this morning But it sticks within our theme. And if I want to give a title to today's message, it's this, Be the Presence. You know, just as I was sitting down last night to kind of uh, prepare things, I just felt God say, you know, we've been talking about this church. Now's your chance to do the thing we've been talking about, to be my presence in the community. I reckon God wants to call his people in this season, not just to live out of fear, but to see the opportunities that are presented when sometimes life is disrupted and is not normal. The opportunity for hope to come through strong, for the light of God's grace and love to come through strong is before us. And I reckon church, it's our chance to take that opportunity. Paul writes to a young charge of his, a guy by the name of Timothy. And uh, in the opening to his second letter to Timothy, he writes a whole bunch of encouragements and exhortations. And he says this, he says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I drove out of my driveway this morning and, and our minds are filled with what's going on and the unknown of what is ahead. And three days ago, when we recorded that video, it feels like the world has changed in three days. And there's some things in that you go, they're almost need updating just because of the way that things are moving in our community at the moment. And one of the things that comes with that is sometimes an anxiety and a fear that raises within us that actually overtakes our sense of well-being. As I drove out of my driveway this morning, I looked up at the sun and the sun was shining and it was a beautiful morning in Ormo and I was just reminded that Jesus today still sits on the throne. And that doesn't mean that we we adopt a reckless faith or that we're glib in the way that we respond as people of faith. But let's not fear become the narrative that overtakes our life in this season. I want to talk out of this verse and I just want to bring out four really practical things that I want to say to us as people of faith that are navigating a really unique and unprecedented season in our community. One that we haven't lived through. But these are the things I want to say this morning. Number one, let's choose to be people of peace, not people of fear. Let's choose to be people of peace, not people of fear. I want to acknowledge this morning that there is some very real anxiety around this season for many of us. I don't want to downplay that. I don't want to undercut that. I don't want to make it sound like we're not acknowledging it. But there is some very real fear for us. I'm blessed to be married to someone in the healthcare sector. I don't think Chrissy's going to be short of work in the next six months. But some of us, our livelihood, our our uh, income is dependent on industries that are taking a hit right now and we are projecting are going to take a hit over these coming weeks and months. It would be easy for some of us to live the coming days, months out of fear and anxiety. But I reckon God wants to call us to be people of peace, not people of fear. We're going to pray for some of you this morning because right now you are walking through a season of significant anxiety as you look to the future and there's good reason for that. It's all understandable, but our invitation this morning is to trust in a God that is bigger than the coronavirus, the one that walked free of the clutches of death 2,000 years ago. 
And we're going to be invited to operate not out of fear, but out of the spirit within us. And the spirit does not produce fear within us. Because fear doesn't produce good outcomes. But the spirit that doesn't produce fear produces peace within us. You know, more than just living out of faith, we're invited to be a light into our community because the spirit of God within us produces peace that the Bible says transcends human understanding. We're actually going to speak into this verse in a couple of weeks in our Easter season, but in Philippians it says, you know, the peace of God that transcends understanding. In other words, it's a peace that makes no sense. It's a peace that stands in the circumstances of a moment like this one when everything else is changing and moving and uncertain and unknown and we don't know what tomorrow looks like, let alone next week. It's a peace that in the midst of that, God's spirit does a work with us that just says we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know the God that holds tomorrow. And I reckon right now God wants to invite us to be people of peace. Jesus says this in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And so this morning as we end, I actually want to pray for some of us that carry real fear and anxiety because of the circumstances right now that God would flood you with his peace. And no matter what comes tomorrow, this isn't a statement of, Everything's going to be all right. You know, there's going to be some challenges. Some of us are going to have to navigate. But I reckon we can walk into the challenges with a spirit of fear or with a spirit of peace. And if we walk into our challenges with a spirit of peace, we'll navigate them so much differently. Let me just speak really practically in that to the moment for us as people of faith. Let's be communicators of peace, not of fear. You know what? There's a lot of experts that come out at times like this and most of them aren't. Can I encourage you if you're on social media... This is not the time to propagate crazy conspiracy theories and to feed the fear of our community, but to be people of peace. This is a time for us to dig deep into God. You know, fear is mentioned uh, in this verse. Paul says to Timothy, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. Or in other translations, power, love, and self-discipline. In another part of the Bible, in the book of Proverbs, it says this, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Well, how does that make sense? In one point, we're told that fear isn't given to us by God. But in another point, it said that the beginning of wisdom is actually the fear of the Lord. And we need to understand the different words that are translated here. Fear in the Timothy sense is a fear that's also translated cowardice and fearfulness and timidity. In other words, that shaking, unnatural fear that comes when we're faced with an enemy that we don't know what to do with. Whereas fear in the proverb sense is fear used in the context of awe, reverence and devotion. And so while we're not called to live out a spirit of fear that is cowardly and timid, we're also called to live out of an awe, a devotion and a reverence of God who is in control of all things. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so I want to say, church, let's be people that dig deep into God in this time. Can I encourage you, if you haven't found a rhythm of prayer, find a rhythm of prayer now more than ever before. What a great time to say, God, I'm going to come before you daily and pray for my church, my friends, my neighbours, my family, my community. What a great chance to actually start picking up the word of God and listening to what God wants to speak. You know what, if the voice of God becomes louder than the voice of culture, peace flows into our spirit. But if the voice of culture becomes louder than the voice of God, fear flows into our spirit. Pick up the Bible reading plan off our website and start digging deep into the things of God. And finally, as you pray, say, okay, God, today's a new day. What's the opportunity you want to give me to be your presence today?
I reckon this is going to be a season where some of us are going to pick up the phone more than we ever have before just to check in with people that are in our life group, that are in our neighbourhood, that are in our workplace, and just say, you're doing all right. Do you need some toilet paper? Because I've got extra. Do you need a meal? What's going on? How, how can I care for you? I reckon this is a season where some of us are going to be more proactive in our care for our neighbour than we ever have before. And I would encourage you to be that, to listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit and to respond to that. So let's be people of peace, not people of fear. Secondly, I want to say this. Let's be people of sacrificial love, not people of selfishness. People of sacrificial love, not selfishness. See, there's a natural bent in times of crisis where we turn our attention on ourselves and take care of number one. But Jesus has always called us to be people that actually in times of crisis look outward and ask the question, how in this season can I love my neighbour? It's crazy, isn't it, to think that there's people having fist fights in supermarkets over toilet paper. While there's people that can't find a role and there's others that have three years supply in their houses at the expense of those that have none. That's not who we're called to be as people of faith. You know, putting a few extra things in the cupboard or the medicine cabinet, limiting your need to shop, putting a few extra rolls of toilet paper away, that probably is wise right now. But hoarding at the expense of your neighbour, that's selfishness. And we're called to be people of sacrificial love, not people of selfishness. And one of the ways we as people of faith right now can show what Jesus is like is not turning the attention in how do I look after myself, but how do I look after my neighbour. This is a time for us as a church to shine, to show the love of God in creative and practical ways to the people that we live, work and laugh with and who are gripped by fear. So check in on each other, check in on your neighbour, cook a meal, drop off a toilet roll, offer to pick up some milk. But church, can I say now is an opportunity for us. Not a time to live out of fear, but a time to live out of proactive love for those around us. Pick up that phone, send a text, walk next door, knock on your neighbour's door, go to the cubicle next to you in the workplace and ask people how you can serve them in this time. There's a great story. There is a different context, but I reckon it says something to this season. In Exodus 16, the Israelites have uh, marched out of slavery in uh, Egypt and they're now in the desert and they're mumbling and complaining because they've got nothing to eat and God does a miracle. He actually provides them bread and meat every single day. Manna and quail in the desert. But Exodus 16 tells us a little bit of the story. It says this from verse 15. Moses said to them, I don't know if it comes up. Moses said to them, it's the bread. Oh, where are we? I apologize. Anyway, they go to bed. All this, the, the dew comes and there's all these flakes of crust on the ground, right? And so Moses says to them, it's the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. And the Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, which is just a unit of measurement, the one who gathered much did not have too much and the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. Then Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until the morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until the morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. You know, what's the point of this story? God said, I'm going to provide your every need, but you're going to have to trust me. So you're only taking enough for today. And tomorrow, you're going to wake up and you're going to trust me again to provide your every need. But there were people that just thought, man, I can't trust God in this season. So while no one's looking, I'm going to make sure I've got enough, not just for today, but for tomorrow as well. And, uh, you know, things went rotten and it didn't work out for them. But I reckon it's a little bit similar. It's a different context, but I wonder if the message God wants to speak to us today is the same. 
This is not a season of selfishness. This is a season of sacrificial love for the sake of our neighbour. Secondly, in that I want to say this. We know that there are people in our community that are at greater risk of what is happening right now. There are those that are uh, uh, elderly, and we know the elderly are at greater risk than those of us that are young, fit and healthy. We know that there are those that have pre-existing conditions, that have medical reasons why this is a greater risk to them. And we are seeing tragic stories across the world of how this virus is affecting people. You know, it's really easy in seasons like this to to have an attitude that says, I'm okay, therefore I'm not going to limit what I do because I'm okay. I'm not that sick and why should I not be able to go watch the footy and why should I not be able to do this and why should I not be able to do this? What if God's saying, you know what, you're going to be all right but your neighbour may not be. So have wisdom and be wise for the sake of your neighbour. You know, the ministry of Jesus always pointed to the responsibility that we as people of faith have to the marginalised and the vulnerable. And there are some vulnerable in our community right now and some of us are going to have to show some restraint and some wisdom for the sake of them. Even when it means you might have to sacrifice some time, some money, some work, your right to gather, your right to be entertained and your right to live life the way that you wish you could. But sometimes we're called to sacrifice for the sake of another even when that sacrifice goes against that which makes my life comfortable. Segways nicely into my third thing I want to say to us this morning. Let's be people of wisdom and not people of recklessness. Uh, Look, we are people of faith. We trust God in the midst of this. But now's not a time for us to put out crazy faith statements of we're going to be okay because God will protect us. God will protect us. He is big and he is powerful. But this is very real. And God hasn't just asked us to be people of faith, but people of wisdom. You know, I want to say something. I'm not an epidemiologist or an infectious disease expert. I'm a pastor, and so I'm not going to pretend to be any of the above. And most of us here aren't either. Few of those that we prayed for before actually know what they're talking about. But if you are just armed with Dr. Google and an opinion, God bless you but your opinion doesn't count in the same way that someone that's invested years of study and years of their life into understanding things like this do. So even though you're a person of faith, can I encourage you right now to listen to those that know what they're talking about because God has gifted some people in our community with great brains and incredible wisdom and an understanding that goes beyond us and Google. Let's be wise. God is calling us to be people of wisdom, not people of recklessness. Now, one of the traits of people of faith is to be humble. The great book that uh, Australian author John Dixon wrote on humility, it's called Humilitas. And in that, he talks about this thing that many of us can uh, get sucked into called competency extrapolation. Say that with me. Competency extrapolation. What it says is, you're an expert in one field, therefore you think that your opinion counts in every other field. In other words, you're the CEO of a great finance organisation, so you feel like you can step into the prep teacher's classroom and tell them the best way to educate children. And all the teachers here say amen, don't they? Because you guys face competency extrapolation all the time. Everyone knows how to do your job. But, but what he says is that there's a whole bunch of us that we are actually, we do well in the field that we're called into. I've studied pastoral ministry. I've worked in pastoral ministry for 20 years. I understand 
the, the world of the church. I understand how to gather people together. I, I've done some work. I won't say I understand the word of God in all its entirety. I don't. None of us do. But, you know, I've done some work in actually studying and understanding the scriptures. I take that very seriously. But you know what? That, just because I can stand here and speak from the word of God with some wisdom and some training doesn't mean that I can stand here and tell you how to best manage your infectious disease. So listen to the people that can. Let's be people of wisdom in this season, not people of recklessness. Can I encourage you to have the humility to know when there's something you don't know about and lean into the wisdom of those that do. Finally, before I get to my finally, just rewind 13 seconds. You know, when Paul writes to Timothy, he says this, you haven't been given a spirit of fear, but what of power Love, we've talked about love, and sound mind or self-discipline. That speaks to the wisdom. He contrasts fear with love and self-discipline. Let's be people of wisdom. Finally, let me say this. In this season, let's be people of creative community, not people of isolation. What do I mean by that? You're going to have to understand what I'm saying before you just go, oh, now everything he said about wisdom, he's going to tell us to keep being together. No, no, what I'm going to say is this. We've got some interesting days ahead. And there's a season where some of the regular things that we've done may look different. I don't know what next week looks like. If you want to know what things are going to be with our church, as I said, let us communicate with you. At this stage, we're going to lean into the advice of government and health officials. And so we're going to keep pressing ahead cautiously and carefully in the midst of that. But we will respond as we need to and as those who know more than us speak into that. But if things change, now is not the time to go walk away from the core principles of the things that we are to do as people of faith and while we live in a technological and a connected world in ways that didn't exist a hundred years ago and there's again an opportunity for us to stay connected in ways that we never have before so even if you get sick even if you go into isolation even if some of our gatherings in the future our Mackenzie church is obviously going to have to address that in the coming days because next week's going to look different from them from what today does but no matter what the future holds, let's be people that are committed to connecting together in community. And if it has to be through a computer screen for a season because of where you're at, let it be that. But let's see this as an opportunity to be creative in the way we stay connected, we stay engaged, we stay connected to God's word, we stay connected with each other in the mission that he's called us to as the church. And we see the opportunities to be creative in the way we reach people. Let's be people of creative community, not of isolation. If in the future our capacity to come together looks a little bit different, we're going to find creative ways to worship, to serve, to be together, to care, to communicate, and to live out the mission that God's called us to together. Your small group, your life group that you're a part of is going to be really critical in this time in caring for one another, and so is communication. So let us know. Let us know where you are and how we can keep in touch with you so that not only can we communicate with you, but we can, as the church, care for one another. If you get sick, if you're not doing well, here's the chance. I want to give you the invitation to reach out so that we can be your church family in this time. Let me get the band to come and join us. Church, let's be people of peace, not people driven by fear. Let's be people that act out of self-sacrificial love, not out of selfishness. Let's be people of wisdom, not people of recklessness. And despite what it looks like, let's make sure that we stay in community, even if we have to get creative about it 
and not isolate ourselves from the people that God calls us to be. Let me finish with a statement of faith and a statement of hope. God is bigger than the coronavirus. And this time will pass. But right now, we're living in a season where things are going to look different and that's going to be okay. Let's be God's people. Let's be the presence of God. In some ways, I feel like I'm saying, okay, church, we talked about it enough. Over to you guys. Let's do this. I reckon there's going to be some incredible stories that come out of this season of what God does as we, his people, look for some different ways, different methods, different places to connect, different ways to care. Let's be the presence of God in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, with our families, in our church communities, with those that God has put us in a life group together. Some of us may not get to see each other for the next little while, but it doesn't mean we can't talk regularly. We can't encourage each other. We can't drop a meal on the doorstep. We can't ring up. We can't be God's people to each other as God's calling us to be his people to the world that right now is gripped with uncertainty, fear, and anxiety. Guess what? We don't need to be people gripped by that. We can be people gripped by the Spirit of God at work within us. Church, I reckon this is a time of great opportunity. Let's lean harder into God than we ever have before and just trust Him, not just for the outcome of this season, but for the joy and the goodness that He wants to bring through. Would you pray with me this morning? Lord, we trust You. We trust You. Even in the midst of the pain and the tragedy and some of the things that we know are before us and ahead of us, we trust you. And God, I know that right now you're calling us to be your people in new and creative ways. Lord, would you just speak to us by your Holy Spirit, just prompt within us the times we need to walk over the road or to the next door neighbor's house, across the office, through the schoolyard, to speak a word of encouragement, to speak a word of hope, to presence ourselves and bring your peace into people's lives in this time of great anxiety. We thank you, God, that we know that in all things, you never leave us, you never forsake us, and we can trust you in this time. Thank you too, Jesus, that you are good. Amen. Hey, here's how I want to finish this morning. We're going to sing a new song, actually. It's, it's a really simple song, and I reckon you'll pick it up. And Jimmy said, should we sing a new song this week? And I said, well, I reckon it's going to actually make people focus and concentrate on the words, which is not a bad thing right now. We're going to sing just a song of declaration of praise to God right now in this moment. And, uh, you know, I just want us, as we do that, I want to give you the chance. If right now you are carrying significant anxiety, fear around what tomorrow holds, maybe you're in an industry where you just need to, uh, you just don't know what the future is going to hold. We would love just to gather around you and pray. I'm not going to get in your face, but if there are some real anxieties that some of us carry. So for maybe for you, it's health or it's your business or it's the industry you're in or it's something with your family. We just want to pray the peace of God over each other right now. So the peace of God would flood through your life in this season. That you would operate out of a new space, a new trust, a new faith and a new peace. As we all stand, if you'd love us just to pray for you, why don't you just make your way forward this morning? We'd love to minister to you in that space and the rest of us. Why don't we jump on our feet? Why don't we sing this song together? We hope you've been blessed by this message. We are a growing family and we'd love to see you at one of our Sunday services because everyone who comes through our doors is welcome. You can find out more about our community and locations at gatewaybaptist.com.au.